Welcome to Breaking Butterfly, the podcast for the girls who want more out of life. I'm your host, Maddie Maple, confidence and business coach, motivational speaker, and six-figure entrepreneur. I'm here to lead you into ultimate confidence, feminine leadership, and help you create the life of your dreams. So if you're ready for your next up level, let's go. Welcome back to the Breaking Butterfly podcast, or if you're new here, a very special welcome. I am so grateful you guys are here, especially for today, because I have a very special guest with me, uh, my bestest friend in the whole world, Miss Jane Lyon. And today we are going to be talking about a little a little hodgepodge of things. We want to catch up. We want to talk about the experiences that we've had these past couple months because we've been on a very, very parallel, similar journeys in so many ways. And um, yeah, we want to catch up about nomadic lifestyles and the breakups that we've <laughs> endured and um, yeah, just creating these new lives for ourselves. I'll probably talk about Burning Man a little bit. Jane was just in Europe, and so she has so much to share. And then we're going to answer um, a, a hotline question or two. We have some really good submissions in here. So we'll probably answer a couple things about friendships and relationships. And yeah, I'm just so excited to dive in and uh, catch up with Jane while you guys can listen in and hear about all the adventures. So hello, Jane. Welcome, welcome. Hi. <laughs> I'm so excited to just be like catching up with our audience together, especially because I haven't made a podcast for my show in a minute. I've just been all over the place and you and I both have been all over the place this summer. And I just thought how much fun to make a show where we can catch up and like tune everybody into this amazing summer we've had. Totally. Yeah. And Oh my God, it's hard to even know where to start because there have been so much has happened, you guys. And it's actually really funny because so me and Jane, like, I don't think people even realize like how much we communicate. Like, I don't talk to anybody more than I talk to Jane. Like, I really don't. And (laughs) yeah, I really don't. We're always voice memoing each other. We're always giving each other updates. Even if we don't answer each other, we're just waking up and sending a six minute voice memo just just talking about whatever, random mm-hmm. thoughts, random jumbles. Mm-hmm. And um, it's just so funny because I feel like even a couple of weeks ago, it, like every week we're in a completely different place. Like life is moving so quickly and this lifestyle that we're both living right now, like you grow so quickly and life moves just so fast that like even a couple of weeks ago, me and Jane were like, whatever, not struggling, but, you know, things are coming up this and like here and there. And like, I probably, you know, messaged Jane crying like a week and a half ago. And then we both get on the call today to record this. And we have literally just been talking about how happy we are. Like both of us could not be more happy in this moment right here as we are recording. So I guess to start, Jane, do you want to tell us a little bit I don't know. Either you can start from the beginning and give a little catch up 
or I don't know, where do you want to start? Oh, you know, let's just, I feel like every, I feel like this summer started honestly at Spacious Oasis at my yeah. retreat. You yeah. were there, Julieta was there, all of our homies was there, you know, a Spacious Oasis. And we got there and I realized all the girls here who had boyfriends last year don't this year. Yeah. And then you look at me and you go, you guys are next. And I went, no, 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 we're not. And little did I know that my girlfriend at the time was probably thinking, yeah, we are. (laughs) We actually are next. And the story I keep telling myself, you guys, is that like she waited until my retreat was over to end it. Like it was almost like, I can't do this to Jane right before it. I can't do it to Jane on her birthday. Like literally... We all tell ourselves the stories we need to tell ourselves, right? Yeah. And so, yeah, after literally the day after the retreat, I'm on top of the world, you guys. I've just hosted an amazing retreat. I'm feeling so good. Like, I'm thinking my relationship is better than ever. I just moved into this new house. I'm thinking that I've got everything I've ever wanted. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because I kept hearing this voice in my head going, like, and I think of... I think of the Buddhas. I have these different Buddhas who talk to me that kind of whisper like, Jane, this really isn't what you ever said you wanted, but we'll give it to you, you know? Mm -hmm. Anyways, she breaks up with me um, really out of the blue, really out of nowhere, really just rocks my fucking world. Mm -hmm. And I just went into like full masculine provider energy of like, we're not going to fall apart. You're going to get through this. You're going to take care of yourself. You're going to make some plans and you're going to get yourself out of this situation. Mm -hmm. And, you know, breakup coach Dorothy says, you got to do everything, spend every minute of your day getting yourself unraveled from that situation and out of it. Mm -hmm. So it took some time. It was like about six weeks of just fucking struggling Mm -hmm. before I was like, okay, I have a plan. I'm moving out. I'm going to California. I bought a flight to Portugal, blah, blah, blah. Like I just started making plans and being like, I got to get myself out of this. Mm-hmm. And um, the thing that I think was hard about this journey, just as I'm like reflecting, is that I really thought that like I would leave and then just be like, like in the movies, like I'm so good. Like everything's great. Like fuck her. Like I'm moving on and I'm amazing. And like, I'm going to go live this amazing life. And I got to La Jolla, you know, my favorite part of California. And I just fell apart, dude. Like I just went even deeper and darker and had the hardest time while I was there. Mm -hmm. Um, And I kind of had to hit rock bottom, actually. I really did. Like being broken up with by somebody that you thought you were going to spend the rest of your life with like kind of out of the blue like that yeah it it messes with you it really hurt my confidence it really it really made me like almost gaslight myself like am I insane like what what, have I not been seeing reality clearly like have I been like living with like these blinders on that like everyone was seeing something I wasn't seeing and so I really had to hit rock bottom and I'll be honest you guys I was so scared to go to Portugal Mm-hmm. I was so scared. I was so scared. And right before, two weeks before I was getting ready to leave, my little sister calls me and she goes, Jane, I've been working all summer at Athleta. I want to come to Portugal with you. Can I come to Portugal with you? 
And I was like, are you serious? She's like, I'll sleep on the couch. I'll sleep on the floor where like, please, I really want to come with you. And I was just like, yes, come with me. Like, come with me. Like I want a 19 year old to come party in Portugal with me. So that was like one of those little blessings. And all through my story of the summer, there's all these little blessings like that, where somebody was there or something happened or just some perfect moment came through mm-hmm. that made it feel like, oh, I am exactly where I'm meant to be. And finally, for the first time in my life, I'm not hearing that little voice that's like, man, this really isn't actually what you wanted, but okay, like settle, keep mm-hmm. settling, keep sacrificing, keep compromising, keep telling yourself that this is, you're going to make it work. And, um, you know, you guys, long story short, I had a best time in Portugal being there by myself Lily was only there for five days being there by myself spending every day by myself not having anyone from the United States really even be able to contact me until like 3 or 4 p.m every day just completely in my own energy was the most healing thing I could have given to myself Mm -hmm. and now I crave alone time So yeah, I was in Portugal for about four weeks. My mom came in the last week and we did some traveling throughout the country. Then I popped into London to see some of my best friends that I haven't seen in years, which was just another level of invigorating. I went and hung out in Wales for a couple of days, flew home to Colorado to be here with my very best friend. And as soon as she picked me up from the airport, I started bawling in her arms because I had just been through so much and I finally was like home like you know Colorado we'll call it home for now and then you guys I I had to go to this concert I had to be crazy and have a trip within a trip because I just felt called to go to this concert so I popped to Portland last weekend and it's Monday morning I'm back in Colorado I'm waking up and I'm like holy shit I have never woken up this happy this excited this joyful And it's not because there are any reasons. Like I'm in my best friend's guest room. Like it's, I I think that for so long, I would be happy because of the circumstances that I was in. And it was never just because I'm vibrating at the highest frequency of joy that I've ever experienced. And it has nothing to do with the circumstances. Mm. So I don't know if that's like the overview of my summer that you were hoping for, but like, I love being alone and I love being with my friends and I love the life that I'm living right now. And I just couldn't be happier. And I owe my ex like a huge thank you card for Mm -hmm. like forcing me to go live the life that I actually wanted this whole time. Mm. Insanity. Insanity. (laughs) So it was a perfect catch up. And there's a million things that we could dive into within that. But I mean, first things first, I love that you just share like what it was actually like for the first couple weeks because Mm -hmm. I I give Jane and I both like major props for showing up very authentically on social media. And I do feel like we show a lot, like we share everything. We're not we're not trying to create a perfect highlight reel. Like we talk about, you know, all parts of our life and the lessons and the hard days, but even still social media doesn't show everything. And that's why I love podcasting so much because like 
this is where people really get to like hear our stories and, you know, TikToks, it's like the maximum time is three minutes, right? Stories, (laughs) which by the way, did you notice that they made it so you can make longer stories? Oh, yeah. That shit just changed my life because I need to talk. I need to share. I need to express. Yeah. And like podcasting right. gives us that opportunity to truly like just share everything and actually like just just be even more authentic, like this level of authentic authenticity that I think is so important. And mm. yeah, because people might be looking at, you know, our social medias and, you know, you see us in different countries and traveling and partying and like eating amazing foods and dressing up. But you don't always see these moments that, you know, like choosing choosing the life of your dreams or choosing something better for you or choosing a life full of like adventure and exploration. Like it's not always pretty. There are so many hard moments. And I even remember – like being in in Costa Rica and um, like I had this one night where I literally – I might have shared this on the podcast before, but um, you know Emperor's New Groove, (laughs) the movie? Yeah. And you know the clip when he's the llama and he's like in the rain and he's like on that little island and it's just raining and he's just like (laughs) – That was literally me for three hours. That was hour. Like – And I had the most marvelous day. I'm in the beautiful jungle. I'm like doing psychedelics with all my new best friends, my soul family, having the time of my life. And we got Mm -hmm. home and I got in the shower and I sat there for three hours and I verbally sobbed like like a toddler. And, um, And, you know, and there's been other moments too where I've just felt like just so many different emotions. Like I can honestly say that I have felt more emotions in the last like five or six months than I probably have in the last like four years or something like that. Mm -hmm. And, um, but there's so much beauty in that, like feeling, feeling the, you know, uncertainty, feeling fear, feeling discomfort, feeling sadness, grief, guilt, anger, frustration. Like I, just think that's like it's so worth all of the highs because that's what we're here to do. We're here – like that's the most spiritual that you can be is mm-hmm. letting yourself feel emotions and explore and like do all of the things. Um, but it's kind of interesting because I've I experienced so many extreme highs and lows over the past couple months mm-hmm. that now I'm actually kind of in like a different place where <clears throat> like – the past like month and a half, I actually started feeling really like, like burnt out and like chronically like exhausted. Like it doesn't matter how much I slept, how much I recharged, how much time I took off work. Like I was just so fucking tired. And that ultimately led me to this like meltdown that I had last week where I realized, okay, I need a home again. Mm -hmm. So it's this fun Mm -hmm. balance, right? Where it's like, go out, explore, live, be human. And also as a human, we need some level of like security and like an anchor. And so, yeah, I've literally been living out of my suitcase for, well, almost six months now. Yeah. Yeah, Six months. I have been living out of a suitcase and this is my first podcast. I am recording 
in my new space, in my new apartment that I own all by myself. Well, not own, that I rent (laughs) all by myself. And yeah, I haven't really like shared this with my audience at all yet. I posted about it like maybe twice on my story that like, surprise, I got an apartment. Um, But yeah, I, I got to Utah and just after Burning Man, I was like, okay, Burning Man was my, that was my season finale. Okay. There's going to be another season. (laughs) We're going to come back for a season two, baby. But like that was my season finale for a second. And now I need to fucking chill because I have experienced so much over these past six months that like, I just need to like integrate. I just need Mm -hmm. to like get back to like this morning was the first time that I have done a morning routine in like yeah, like eight months ever. maybe. <laughs> maybe ever. I don't know. No, like <laughs> this morning was like the first time that I've just been in my own energy with my own stuff, in my own home, with my own dishes and my own water and my own mm-hmm. everything, my own bed, my own sheets. And mm-hmm. I did not realize how much mm-hmm. I needed this. And as soon as – but as soon as I realized that I needed it, and I had my meltdown. Guys, I had my meltdown on Sunday. <laughs> it was not pretty. Mon- and then Monday, that, so and Sunday I had my meltdown and I decided I'm getting an apartment. Monday, I went and looked at a bunch of different apartments. Tuesday, I signed the papers for my apartment. And Wednesday, I got my keys. And Thursday and Friday, I pretty much moved all of my furniture and all of my stuff. Yes. And now I am home. Yes. And it yes. feels so good. Oh. Uh- and the best part is that Maddie called me so many times, just like, am I being insane? I, and I can't even remember the words you were using, but you were so, and it's like, this is so much a part of this journey we're on right now is that we are living lives that our parents didn't lay out for us. The society has not laid out for us. That is yeah. not like the point A to point B. Like everyone keeps asking me, when are you going home? And I'm like, y'all, I don't have a home. That's what I'm doing. I'm trying to figure that out. Yeah. And you were you were so worried that you were being like irrational, impulsive. impulsive. That's what you kept saying. Am I being yeah. impulsive? And I was like, you are mothering yourself. Yeah. You are listening to your inner needs that are saying, I need a home. I don't care if I've got Tulum booked. I don't care if I've got Costa Rica booked. I need a home now. Yeah. And you listened to it and you provided that for yourself. And like, that is just so hot. <laughs> That's just like so hot. Like I just love a woman that just like handles her shit, you know? And I love you. <laughs> and I think that I think that this nomadic lifestyle, like we are sharing all of we share so much of the highlight reels because I want to share with you guys when I'm so joyful and when I'm having so much fun. And when and you guys, I am really good. I've gotten really good at being the girl who's having a full on meltdown in the airport and finds her corner to go completely lose her shit and call whichever best friend she thinks can handle it in that moment. And in those moments, I'm sorry, you guys, I'm just not pulling out my phone to post that to my story. That's the last thing on my mind. But I will tell you the amount of meltdowns I have had in airports Mm -hmm. and the kindness that I have witnessed from other people, maybe A, because they notice I'm having a meltdown and they wanna make sure I'm okay and that I'm safe, or B, they notice that I have no idea what the fuck train I'm getting on and I have two <laughs> luggages in my hand and, you know, they're like, oh, let me help that girl, you know? Yeah. 
And so me in England the whole time at the train station, in England too. Oh literally God. with my, all of my suitcases, just like where the fuck do I go? Like what app yeah. do I use? How do I buy a ticket? I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, landing in London was like the most confused I've ever been. It that and it's just so funny to have those yeah. moments. And I think that we grow so much when we're giving ourselves these experiences of mm-hmm. I'm I at the beginning of the summer I genuinely thought I was moving into a cute house in the suburbs I had my girlfriend that I was literally set on like marrying and like uh, asking her to marry me within the year like had our dog my career is settling down her career is getting started. We're going to live here in this suburb where I did not belong, where I did not feel welcome, where I did not feel comfortable at all. And mm. I really thought I was like settling into this like American queer life that was set out for me. Yeah. And then when all of that was pulled out from under me, it was literally like, oh my God, I have to start from scratch. Like I knew I didn't want to be in Salt Lake City. I didn't know where I wanted to be, but I had enough money to make my choices. And I think that's the most empowering thing about this breakup. And so many of the breakups I've been in the past, I didn't have enough money to just like go do whatever I wanted. Like a lot of times money and like just feeling comfortable with someone else was actually like holding me back. And it was so empowering to be in a place. And that's why I'm always preaching to women, especially like, be in charge of your own money, have your own savings, never, ever, ever let your partner's financial security influence your security, because we want to mother and father ourselves. And we want to be able to say, this situation is really bad. I got to get out of here. I don't care. Like I lost so much money moving you guys. And it's like, it doesn't matter. You let it all go. Right. Like you didn't lose money. It's yeah. I let go of a lot of things. It gave you the best gift. And I love that this conversation is coming up because, yeah, now even reflecting on mm-hmm. like my whole experience, if I didn't have money, like this would be a whole different story. This would have oh. been a whole different journey. And even right now, like where I'm at, obviously I haven't been working as much as I did in LA because I've been like, you know, experiencing so many other things and have been making like a a lot of investments and I've kind of been watching my bank account like move down a little bit and like I have money, like I'm good, I'm chilling. But even just having not as much as I would want like stresses me out out a little bit because I am – like I need my freedom. I need to be able to book a ticket to any country in the world that I want to Mm -hmm. and be able to like pay for an Airbnb wherever I want it. And I've watched so many women, yeah, get stuck in relationships and situations that they don't want to be in. And it's because they don't have money. And like, uh, that's, that's why I think Jane and I both preach this, but I think I preach this even more about just like making money and like how important it is. It's not because like, we're like greedy or we are materialistic or we like just want money. I don't want money. I want freedom. I want ultimate freedom to decorate my space however I want to decorate it, to go wherever I want to go, to live wherever I want to live. And like that has been like the most invigorating 
and empowering and beautiful and spiritual and amazing gift that I could have ever had. Like if you're going to put your energy and your intention into anything, like put it into creating wealth and abundance, whether it's through a business or getting a better job or investing in stocks or crypto or whatever it is. Like Mm -hmm. I just, I just don't think there's anything more important than, okay, no, that's not true. There's, (laughs) there's more important things than money, like love and your loved ones and relationships and all of those things. But again, that like money helps me with those things because I'm able to go travel and see my loved ones or spend time with my family or I was able to get my apartment where I live right down the street from my brother and, you know, my family. And yeah, it's just like so fucking important. Yeah. There's there's something that I've noticed in my work, in my own journey and in my work because you know, I went from serving tables, barely scraping $2,000 a month together and like putting all of that towards my bills and just being like, like, when do I get out of this? Like, I want to be abundant. Like I want to, you know, and there's something that happens that is so, and, and that's, you know, I, I'm not preaching about money much. And lately I have been Mm -hmm. because there's something that happens when you hit a level of income where all of your needs are taken care of. Mm -hmm. You are no longer worrying about making rent. You're no longer checking your bank account before you buy groceries. You're no longer like, I I stopped looking at the prices of things. Like literally I'm shopping in Europe going, I didn't even look at the price of anything I just bought because I'm so comfortable. And it's not about like, at, at that point, it's not about material things. Something happens in your nervous system, yeah. in your energetic body, where you are not worried about making rent, about buying food, about paying for gas. None of these things are concerns of yours anymore. Yeah. And when you hit that level, I've seen this in myself. I've seen this in so many of my clients. All of the sudden, there's a new level of healing available to you yeah. where you're like, oh, all of my needs in the material realm are being met. And now I can go deeper into my childhood trauma. And now I can go deeper into those things I want to heal. Now I have the resources to like, I just hired an eating disorder coach because Mm -hmm. I've been traveling all over the world and having the weirdest food shit come up that I thought I had healed from that. Oh, it's still there. And so again, I had the resources to be like, I need this. I'm going to give this to myself and support my healing more. And so yesterday I even, I made a post that was kind of polarizing and a couple people messaged me that like had their opinions about it. But I put like, don't let the number in your bank account make your decisions for you. Mm-hmm. And obviously in the reality of this is what it costs, this is what you have to pay, those things don't always add up. Mm-hmm. But there was a time in my life when I wanted to do a $5,000 yoga teacher training in Thailand and I was barely scraping by. I had no savings. I had nothing. Mm-hmm. There was That was absolutely out of reach for me. But I believed in myself enough that if I can see it existing online, I can watch other people doing it. I can visualize $5,000 in my bank account or even getting a credit card that I could put it on. Yeah. I started thinking creatively and I started spending years like and people always say, why would you take so long to get certified as a yoga teacher? And I'm like, because I wanted to do the best training that I could. And I had to work really hard to like save the money and to make that happen for myself. So 
streets, you know, and I also come from a very wealthy world where they want people who live in poverty to stay in poverty. They want you to keep thinking that you're never going to be worth more than what I tell you you're worth because you're employed by me. Mm -hmm. And I want everyone who thinks that this is what you're worth an hour, this is what you deserve to make in a month. No, I want everyone to expand past that and start thinking like you are a millionaire. And like, you deserve that because I, I think everyone could be a millionaire. There's so much money on this planet. So I think that's all I have to say about that. (laughs) Well, I think when everything changed for me, when it really was like that level of just like claiming and like choosing Mm -hmm. and like not settling and, oh my gosh, there's literally so much I could say about this, but I mean, this really, that right in and of itself is really my intention with fruition. The retreat coming yes. up that, um, yeah, fruition is in less than two weeks, by the way, which I, it's fine. I'm fine. Everything's I'm fine. I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm so excited. And Jane's going to be there with me. We get to spend about four days, three or four days before there. And I got us like the cutest Airbnb. And then we get to fly to Tulum together and then, um, oh, by the way, guys, and then Jane's going to be my roomie in Tulum. And so then we get to be roommates oh in Tulum. So we're going to be spending a lot of time together, yeah. Um, yeah. which I'm so excited about. But anyway, my intention with fruition is literally to raise standards, like to yeah. raise mm-hmm. standards and to like settling should not exist anymore after this experience. Mm-hmm. Like I want my girls to feel so much into their worth and know their worth so much that because I felt like this is what happened when I started making money was I literally just wouldn't accept less than I deserved anymore. Like Mm -hmm. I started asking for raises. I started like anything that I wanted, I had the mindset of like, I will have this thing because when you're always in the mindset of like, I want this, oh, but I can't have it. I would do this, but I don't have enough money or I can't go out tonight because I don't have enough money. I'm not saying like be stupid with your money, make stupid financial decisions, but at the same time, you have to get out of the mindset of like, well, I can't do this. I can't do that. And instead look at it as I want this and I'm going to have it and I'm going to do whatever it takes to have it. And that's really what I experienced was I started to tap into like, you know, I'm so grateful for the examples I had around me and the knowledge I started consuming because I started leaning into this concept of like, okay, I actually can make more money. I can make more money. And then once I started tapping into that, I started thinking about all the things that I could have if I had money. And then instead of, you know, my whole life, it was like, well, I can't have that and I can't have this and I can't have that and I wish I could have this. Instead, I was like, I want this thing and I'm going to fucking make it happen. And I wasn't settling for anything less than I deserved. And like one of my biggest motivations was music festivals. I was like, mm-hmm. you can literally see in my old journals from like almost three years ago, mm-hmm. it was like I kept writing like I will be able to go to any music festival I want and wear any outfit I want and do it in luxury. And if one of my friends can't pay for a ticket to this music festival and I want them to come, I'm going to buy them a fucking ticket <clears throat> because my friends had bought me my tickets for so long and I hated mm-hmm. feeling like that. Again, it goes back to the like, you know, I was dependent on other people for my freedom and my experiences and it just did not feel empowering. So once I like tapped into those energies and again, again, it's like this claiming and it was like this decision of like, 
I deserve this thing and I will have it. Then it was almost – I mean, it it wasn't always easy, but it was, um, it was simple and almost yeah. effortless to get to the point where I was, like, creating that income. And, mm-hmm. like, it – I know that it can feel difficult or feel impossible or feel like, oh, well, you guys are just, you know, you guys just have it easier. No, we did not have it easier. Like, guys, I was in literally like $30,000 worth of debt just on my credit cards and still paying and still signing up for like workshops and programs and courses. And I worked my ass off from morning until night and I sacrificed everything to make this a reality. And Mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm just – I'm rambling now. I'm just going on. But I I really feel like that all started for me and it became easy and effortless and just like I was so motivated to do it when I finally just like claimed that there is nothing on this planet that I can't have. And then my finances reflected that belief. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it's this openness to believing that it's coming your way and that like you can expand past what you already know and trusting. Like I just have like this summer, I have this embodiment of like, wow, 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 wow. Like when I moved into that house that I thought that I was meant to live in that like checked all the boxes of a house I wanted to live in in Utah, even though I did not want to live in Utah and everybody knew it. I had that little voice of my guide saying like, but you're not by the ocean. And like, this actually isn't what you asked for. And trusting that I am being guided, trusting that I am being guided. Like, I didn't know why I had to go to Portugal, but I did. And now like all I can think about is finding an apartment and moving there because that's really what I want. While I was in Mm -hmm. Portugal, all I could think about is, oh my God, this show is in Portland. I'm so far away from Portland right now, but like, I can't stop thinking about it. And like, why can't I stop thinking? It's just a concert. Like it's just one musician. But I literally for three days, I would be up all night. I would wake up in the middle of the night, start looking at flights, looking at Airbnbs and then going, Jane, you're traveling through Europe right now. You have so much going on. You're 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 kind of losing it a little bit. Like I really thought that I was just getting a little bit too ahead of myself. Like you and I and I caught myself saying things like you can't afford to do this because you've been living like a little bit too frivolously lately. Mm. And then I caught myself and I was like, "Wow, I kind of feel like a little kid who's like been begging for like I'll never forget at Nordstrom there were these like sparkly red Dorothy heels that every time I was there I would beg my mom to buy for me and my mom did not see any reason for me to need to have those and so she would always say no and as I noticed myself saying no Jane you don't you're not going to go to that concert that's just way too much work for one concert I I felt like the little six-year-old like wasn't getting the, the red slippers and I was like that's not how I treat myself. I don't turn down my desires. Mm -hmm. And I even, I was with my mom that day and I was like, mom, am I being insane? Like taking a trip within a trip just to go to Portland and see a show. And she goes, well, honey, do you have the money to pay for it now? And I was like, of course I do. And she's like, Jane, you don't have to be responsible for anybody. You don't have kids. You don't have a partner. You're not paying rent. You don't even have a car payment. Like you have no bills, girl. Like do it. 
And I'm like sad that I needed my mom to be like, give me that validation. Like I like to think I would have given it to myself anyways, but even having her just remind me that like, no one is counting on me for anything. Like I can do whatever the fuck I want. And I was like, I'm going to do it. And then she just got so excited for me because she, when she was my age, she had two kids and she was going through a freaking divorce and she had like crazy bills and a household to run. And she's like, so happy to see that I am on my own, single, got my own bank account, making my own money, like living the life of my dreams. And so I literally, I get, I get to fly to, I am on my way to fly to Portland and I had all this drama with my phone, you guys. And I was like falling apart. And I was literally on the phone with my mom going, I don't know why the fuck I planned this trip. I'm so stressed out right now. I feel like everything's falling apart. Like I shouldn't have done this. And she was like, you need to trust that version of you that was, that literally couldn't sleep at night because you just wanted to buy the tickets. You need Mm -hmm. to trust that. And you guys, I went to Portland and I, and I, I've blogged about it. I posted, like, I can't stop talking about it. I had the best weekend of my life all by myself. I got myself the coolest Airbnb. Every Uber driver I had became my best friend. Like I made so many friends along the way. I got numbers. I went on a date with someone that I just have so many feelings for. (laughs) I met another girl the next night. Like I met a musician that I am obsessed with that I'm like actually really embarrassed because I, she speaks Portuguese and my Portuguese wouldn't come out because I was so nervous when I met her and then she was nervous. And then later that night, she watched all my Instagram stories where I literally called her my future wife. And (laughs) then I woke up like so embarrassed the next day. But you guys, like I got to the airport in Portland, literally feeling like I had quantum leaped. Yeah. Like I, my energetic frequency is on a whole new plane. I feel like a completely different person. I voice messaged my friend who's in Wales, who I had just seen the next morning. And she goes, Jane, your voice is like different. Like Mm -hmm. you sound more like yourself than I have heard you sound in years, honestly. Like she was so excited for me. And my point is, you guys, it's not like anything really special or specific happened. Mm -hmm. I trusted so deeply that I just had a desire to go to this show. And then because I followed that, all of these other incredible things unfolded for me. And I had the best weekend of my life. And the amount of money that I spent on that weekend, I would have paid four times that to have had the weekend that I had. And that's what I mean. Don't let the number in your bank account make decisions for you because these experiences that we desire so deeply to have are priceless. I could not put a number on the experience that I had this weekend. And I certainly will not be on my deathbed one day going, I just wish I would have not gone to so many shows and saved some money. (laughs) You know? Exactly. I... I love all of that so much and I like resonate so deeply because that actually is like my biggest lesson right now is trusting my decisions because I just like and and it kind of like relates to back to what I was saying about about money as well like if I was making the logical right financial decision yeah I probably wouldn't have invested in a lot of the things that I have but I just trusted 
right? I just trusted that feeling. I trusted that I needed to be in this place. I trusted I needed to be in this program. I trusted that I needed to talk to that person or or whatever, right? And it led me to here and it everything, every penny has come back tenfold because mm-hmm. when you follow your aligned path and you follow what's right and yeah, you don't let the number in your bank account make your decisions, then your bank account is going to reflect that energetic, right? Mm-hmm. And when you just live your life to the fullest, the universe is going to support you in that. But when you are settling, then everything is going to be a reflection of that and you're going to keep wishing that you had more. And, um, But yeah, even right, right now in my life, I'm pretty good at trusting my decisions, um, but it's still been like a lesson for me you know, even with getting this place and, you know, there was like, I just have moments where I question myself or I doubt myself or even just doubting my decision to leave LA and leave my relationship in the first place. Like, Mm -hmm. of course I've had moments where I was like, you know, did I just, did I make the biggest mistake of my life? But now looking back, no, like I did not, it, nothing was a mistake. All of my desires, my urges, my decisions, like even if it's it looks like quote unquote the wrong decision, it's still the right decision because it's exactly what you need. And, you know, even my breakup, like, you know, who who knows what will happen in the future. It's not necessarily like that relationship was wrong for me, but like leaving was still the absolute best decision for all parties involved because I experienced everything that I needed to, you know, other parties have experienced whatever they needed to. And it's just been like such a beautiful experience. And, um, God, it's just like literally everything is perfect. Like every, everything is fucking perfect. But yeah, I'm feel like I'm still learning that lesson myself. Like even this morning, what did I just put on my story? I think I put like some affirmations and it's like, what were they? <laughs> I'm I'm fully supported by the universe. Everything mm-hmm. is working out exactly as it should. I fully trust the process. I trust myself in every decision I make. This is literally what I just put on my story a couple hours ago. Like it's just been such a huge theme to like again, even if it looks like quote unquote the wrong decision or you know, even when I guys when I invested in my very first um coaching program, um, it was like a life coach certification thing. And it was like $7,000. Like even after I took, I was in that program, I was like, oh my God, this was not the right decision because <laughs> yeah, it, I, I do not recommend the specific program that I took. It was just not a great experience. And I was like, oh my God, I made the wrong decision. I'm I'm losing all this money. I just lost $7,000. No, I didn't. I did not lose $7,000 because that program led even if I didn't learn anything from it. I learned like a couple things, but even if I didn't learn that much from it, <laughs> like it was still worth the $7,000 because it put me in this place of like I need to make this money back and it yeah. helped me to commit to my journey and it led me to other experiences or other people, it's it's the fucking butterfly effect, dude. Every time that I take psychedelics recently, I get into a two-hour long rant about the butterfly effect and how crazy it is and how crazy life is that you can make one decision and or leave your house a couple minutes earlier, a couple minutes late, and mm-hmm. it literally changes 
everything, like yeah. everything. And so, it yeah. It all ripples out. It all ripples out. So you just – you have to just trust in it. But whew, sometimes there's moments <sighs> where, yeah, you do lose a little bit of that trust and you're just like, what am mm-hmm. I doing? And then we have moments like and this morning where we and Jane hop on the phone and we're like, holy shit. We are we – are, supported we are amazing amazing. yeah like everything is freaking working out so well and that's the thing like in the work that I do you know especially in sanctuary like the most common thing I feel like I've been seeing lately with my girls is just this I don't trust myself to make decisions for myself it's like this patriarchal bullshit that is teaching women that like the amount of girls in my containers that I catch them going, yeah, I'm just going to talk to my brother about it first. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Yeah. So I was asking my boyfriend if he thought it was a good idea. No, 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 no. (laughs) Not that I'm a man hater, but like, why are we always asking men for approval? Even me asking my mom, mom, is this a dumb decision? Mm -hmm. And like needing her to be like, no, honey, it's a great decision. Like go live your life. We need, I really want to be so much better at just being like, I'm doing it without telling anyone. I'm doing it because I want to. And I fully trust, fully, fully, fully trust that no matter what, even if in the end I feel like, oh, that wasn't the best decision, I learned from it. Like every mistake I've made in my business, and this is why I'm so lucky to have a friend like Maddie, I'll be like, I hired this person. They were so expensive. They did a shitty job. Like, (laughs) oh my God, I feel so dumb. Like, I made such a big mistake and Maddie's always like, no, 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 no mistakes, honey. You didn't waste any money. You spent that much money to learn. This is the kind of people you want working for you. This is the kind of people you don't want working for you. This is, this is what you deserve. And literally like there are no mistakes. Mm -mm. Yeah. Sometimes we have to pay some money to learn that lesson. It's not a mistake. It's all perfect like what if I have I have a mentor and she always 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 just says what if everything's just like perfect right now what if what if what if and she's constantly reminding me that like Jane what if right now this meltdown you're having is like the most perfect moment what if what if it's perfect right now that you are so deep in despair and pain right now and it's so perfect this is exactly how it's supposed to be yeah. And that just makes everything feel lighter and it makes the world feel like such a fun place to live in. Mm-hmm. I mean, because making the right decision, like that's just, it's just, you're going to laugh at me because I feel like this is what I'm about to say is probably so Buddhist, but <laughs> like that's just attachment, right? It's just yes. like this attachment to something when you're just unattached and like, you just accept suffering, not suffering, but like pain is inevitable, right? When you just accept Mm -hmm. the low moments and you're just okay with the highs and you're okay with the lows, then it does get to be fun. When we look at our lows as something that we need to eliminate completely, like this happens so much in the personal development world. It's just like trying to eliminate lows or trying to like – I've even noticed recently like this – I'm not even worried about maybe making – the wrong decision, but I'm so worried about making the best decision. I'm trying to figure out like, what is my best life? What is my highest self trying to tell me? What is the universe trying to tell me? It's not trying to tell me shit. It's just trying to like, we just take things way too seriously. 
and put this attachment and this weight on like even even again just the personal development industry of just like living your best life okay yes we're trying to create the best life for ourselves but also like we don't need to have this attachment to everything being perfect perfect it can just we're just experiencing and we just get to experience yeah. i don't know there's just so much beauty in finding the beauty and experiencing um but what you were saying about indecisiveness it was just so funny that we're talking about that because I just one of my favorite sessions that I facilitate and it's in metamorphosis and in unlock your freedom um same session I do the same session and I teach it over and over it is my favorite thing to teach and it's it's indecisiveness and um the homework for it is to not ask for advice for a whole week from anybody. And it's, um, yeah, it's just like such a fun thing Mm -hmm. to try. So whoever's listening, like your baby step for this episode, your little homework, like try not to ask for advice from anyone. Because also at the end of the day, one of my really good friends, Meredith, that I just did a podcast with, she always her, dude, fucking love her. I was at, like asking for advice when we were in Costa Rica and she was like, bitch, someone <laughs> she's like someone could spend every waking moment with you for 20 years and they still don't know you. How are you why are you asking someone else for advice? Like that that doesn't even make logical sense. That's mm-hmm. they don't have your personality, they don't have your desires, they don't have your anything. They're a literal, completely different human being. Why are you asking them what they would do? That mm-hmm. just doesn't make sense, right? And yeah. Um, yeah. I just think about that, that always. Mm-hmm. But speaking of not taking advice from anybody, should we give some advice to a hotline submission? <laughs> Let's do it. Yes. I'm super down to give some advice. Okay. So – hotline submission. All right. By the way, again, thank you guys so much for so many great submissions. I'm like trying to get through them all, um, but we're going to, we're going to get through them one by one. Okay. So somebody says, Hey Maddie and Jane, (laughs) I just want (laughs) to say, I love, love, love your podcast. And I always look forward to new episodes every week and they have shaped my life so much. Oh, thank you. I love you. Um, I'm currently experiencing a friend betrayal because she's nice to my face, but posts subliminal shady Instagram stories at me and will talk shit about me to our mutual friends. She seems to have a lot to say to them about me, but won't confront me herself. I feel guilty because we've drifted apart and nothing was intentional. I've just been busy doing me, focusing on my job, going back to the gym, finally came back to school and currently working on my CNA license so that I can go to nursing school. And I've just been so busy and focused on myself. Okay, pause. I'm like, let me just jump right in. (laughs) Pause. There is no reason to feel guilty for that. Yeah. Yeah, sister. No reason to feel guilty for that. Okay. Um, Focus on myself. And every time she hits me up, it's last minute or really late, and I'm never able to hang out with her due to my busy schedule. And I feel that I'm obligated to hang out with her now so that she won't be mad or get her feelings hurt because I always say that I can't hang out. But I also don't feel good spending time with her knowing that she hasn't been a true friend and has talked shit about me to our mutual friends. 
Any ideas on how to navigate the situation? I honestly feel like I should cut her out, but I don't know how without hurting her feelings. Also, any ideas on how to pick better friends? I've found myself picking the worst friends who always end up betraying me one way or another. Oh, my God. Can I just, like, dive in? Dive in. Go. Diving in. First of all, sounds like you're growing, sister. Whoever this is, (laughs) my, my, my sweet love, amazing person. Going back to the gym, becoming a fucking nurse, focusing on yourself, focusing on your growth. You know who doesn't like that? People who don't care about you. Your friends who don't deeply love you and deeply care for you aren't going to celebrate your growth. They're not going to celebrate that you're killing it. And when they see that you're growing past them, they're going to start talking shit on you. They're going to start dragging you down. They're going to start making you feel guilty for having a life that you're enjoying. And Mm -hmm. as soon as she said, I feel guilty. I'm like, then that ain't the friend for you, honey. Because I really think I have the best friends in the world. Like I, like you guys, Maddie Maple is one of my best friends. If you can imagine (laughs) that I get to have like five or six friends that are up at that standard because it's a high standard. I have a very, very high standard for my friendships Mm -hmm. and all of my friends celebrate my success. Like it's theirs. They cheer me on like it's theirs, okay? Also, all of my friends know if I'm going through a hard time, they're not, they might not hear from me. But they know that if I need them, I'll reach out. And they know that if they need me, they will reach out and I will be there. But besides I that, sister. Jane sometimes for like six days. Like Jane yeah. will literally be just voice, mes- voice memoing me every day. And I just don't answer for like six days, but she doesn't yeah. care because we no. just get each other and yeah. Yeah. And, like, vice and versa. when you're, when you're in a good spot to actually listen to my messages and respond, you will. Yeah. I would way rather you wait a week and listen to my messages when you actually have the space and the energy to get back to them than be like, yeah. Oh, I have to just like get back to Jane now because like, I don't want her to be like annoyed and I don't want her to feel bad. And then I'll feel guilty if I don't get back to her. Like that is not the energetic I like in my friendships. No. No. And it's even like, I just, yeah, even friends, like when I have friends now, I should be able to, if we have plans to hang out, I can text them and say, Hey, I just don't feel like hanging out with you today. And there's no hard feelings because we're both at this level where We don't get like, we're not sensitive about that or we don't get our feelings Mm -hmm. hurt. We -hmm. just respect that sometimes we need space for ourselves or sometimes we just need, yeah, just need time for ourselves or, or you just don't feel like it. Like, yeah. Yeah. And it's not going to hurt my feelings. Like, oh, like, oh, you don't like me. Oh, you don't want to hang out with me. No. Yeah. We just like, (laughs) oh, I want you to put aside your own stuff and your own feelings and your own needs to be there for me. Like, No. That is not, and that's, that's like my first thing I want to say to this girl who wrote in, like, you want to have better friendships, you want to pick better friends, have better standards. And I can tell you guys, one of my, one of my best friends growing up, like this girl meant everything to me. And for those of you who had followed my journey, you would probably notice she's not in my life anymore. Because I, I was hearing from person after person, she said this about you. She said this about you. Is this true? She said that you did this. And every time I would hear that, it would hurt so bad. And I would call this friend out. 
And I'd be like, why are you saying this about me? Like, do you know how hurtful it is to hear that you're talking about me that way? And you know what I would get back? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm going through such a hard time. You're right. Like that was shitty of me, blah, blah, blah. Here's all the excuses and all the drama and all the reasons why I keep on being such a shitty friend to you. And the amount of times that I'd be like, okay, I get it. I forgive you. Like, let's work on our friendship some more. A week later, I get a text. I just heard this bitch saying this about you. Like, are you okay? And I was like, that's it. We're done. Friends who talk shit on you are not your friends. They are not your friends, honey. This girl that is apparently talking about you to everyone who will listen, she's not your friend. Yeah. Like, Bottom line. And and she asks at the, at the end of this message here, right? <clears throat> she says, I feel like I should cut her out, but I don't know how without hurting her feelings. Um, oh, that's not the part I meant. Also, any ideas on how to pick better friends? Yeah. The way that you pick better friends is that you cut things off with this friend. Because when you mm-hmm. cut off this friend and you tell her and you tell yourself and you tell the universe, I do not accept this out honey, it does not matter if you hurt her feelings. That is not your responsibility. We don't care. (laughs) Her feelings. Yeah, no, her feelings are not your responsibility. What about your feelings? She's the one talking shit. It sounds like your feelings are hurt. Yeah, this is a serious, a serious toxic case of people pleasing. When you say, Mm. I don't want to hold this person accountable for being disrespectful towards me, because I might hurt her feelings. You're not going to hurt her feelings, babe. And even if you do, no. that is for her to figure out. That is for her to heal, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. everyone's feelings are their own responsibility. Like at the end of the day, like, yes, of course, we should still think about people's feelings and like be kind and respectful when you cut things off with her. You don't need to be nasty of towards course. her. Of but, but you're, it's be, be, um, respectful of people's feelings, be cautious and think about other people's feelings, but you're not responsible for anyone else's feelings. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. can tell her straight up, hey, like I, yeah, I hear you saying things about me. I hear you talking about me. I know that this in- stupid Instagram story is about me. By the way, okay, if you want better friends, don't be friends with anyone that's putting any type of passive aggressive subliminal message on their Instagram story at mm-hmm. all about any <clears throat> about anybody. Mm-hmm. Find the girls that are posting their journal prompts and their affirmations and their and cheering their friends on and cheering their yeah. friends on and sharing fr- like sharing their friends posts and being like look how hot my friend is and like mm-hmm. fuck like just yeah, yeah whatever. But getting this girl out of your life is going to change things for you. Yeah. Especially because you'll notice, and this is what happened with me once I got rid of that friend, the other people in that circle suddenly had permission to be like, yeah, she is a shady friend. Like, yeah, I don't really want to deal with that anymore either. Or you'll have friends that are like, oh, I don't like that you did that because I vibrate on that low frequency and you're on this frequency. And so then the friends who aren't on your frequency are going to disappear because you're making it very clear. I'm not available for this kind of bullshit anymore. We're not 16 anymore, you guys. Like, let's start acting like mature, grown ass women who support each other. And when I, I am so clean slate with my friends, I will just text you saying, this friendship is just not what I want in a friendship. I love you so much. I'll always have love for you, but I can't do it anymore. I can't do it right now. 
-hmm. And also something I learned from a lot of, I've had so many heartbreaking friendship breakups. Sometimes the nicer thing to do is to not text back. I was just going to say, I, I've been doing a lot of like podcasts and things about friendships. Like friendships has just been coming up in conversation a lot and whatever. And there's a bunch of hotline submissions about friendships and everyone's Mm -hmm. talking about like these friend breakups and messy friend breakups. And I'm just like, I don't think I've ever had a friend breakup. Like (laughs) you just naturally like stop being friends. Like it doesn't have to be this big thing. It's not like a a romantic relationship where you like possess your friends. Anytime I've had like a quote unquote friend breakup, we just kind of start going our separate ways and it's just totally Mm -hmm. mutual and understood. And we don't have to have this whole text that's like, hey, Mm -hmm. this relationship's just not supportive for me anymore. Like I'm not going to be hanging out with you. No, just – You don't owe anyone anything. You don't owe anyone anything. Just go hang out with other people more. And then my friendships have always been kind of like ebbs and flows. Like even my best friend in the world in high school, she's my very, very, very best friend. Like we would have months where we just didn't talk and she would have another best friend. Are my feelings hurt? Am I like, no, but you're my best friend. Like you're Mm -hmm. obligated to hang out with me. No, she's vibing with this person. They're having fun. Mm -hmm. Go to your thing. I'm going to go hang out with this other group of friends. And then when we're ready to come back to each other, we come back. Just let it be natural. You know, it doesn't have to be this whole whole thing. And also another thing, another reason why I feel like I have really good luck with my friendships is like it's the same thing with romantic relationships and any other relationship is how you treat yourself. And this Mm -hmm. is like – I'm not necessarily calling out the girl that sat in the submission because I don't – right? We don't know enough about the situation. But this is for uh, anybody listening. How – if you treat yourself with so much respect and you are fully in your power and you're being like a bad bitch, no one's going to fuck with you. They're not even going to come close to – treating you disrespectfully. When you know yourself and you love yourself and you treat yourself with so much respect, other people do the same. Period. Yeah. 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 And this, um, the message that this person wrote in, it feels like there's just a lot of codependency in there and a lot of like, um, and it totally comes back to this conversation we've been having kind of around dating and around friends and around believing that like, I'm so worthy on my own, like dating this summer has been so much fun because I'm not feeling for the first time in my life, I'm not feeling possessive towards anybody. Yeah. Like, I'm like, oh, you, you had a date with me tonight and you have a date with someone else tomorrow. Like, I kind of want to hear about it. Like, this is fun for me. Like, I want everyone to have so much love. Like, I want my best friend who just moved to this town to make amazing best friends that are as good as me. Like yeah. I want I want that for everyone and when you find yourself in a friend group and I have been there where I am like how the fuck did I end up with these people? These are yeah. not my friends. And when you value yourself enough to leave the relationship and the friendship, bail on the friend group, be like I'm becoming a nurse y'all and I'm going to go meet <laughs> other friends who want to like and fucking take life. care of people. <laughs> yeah, and be like body sattvas like you're going to go make some better friends, sister. And yeah. It's really, I've been talking so much lately about frequency. It's really a frequency thing. When your friends see you doing well, this friend I'm with right now, I've known her since I was six. Mm -hmm. When she sees me killing it, she's cheering me on. And then I have other friends 
that, that aren't my friends anymore because they weren't cheering me on. They didn't like it. And I would get texts from them saying like, you're not being a good friend to me, blah, 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 blah. And those are the moments when I get to say, the nicer thing right now is to not text back because if yeah. I text you back, I will be a bitch to you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I would say <laughs> you are not obligated to anything with this person. You do not mm-hmm. need to feel guilty for being a bad bitch and creating a better life for yourself and just don't text back. And then if she like really texts you and is like, what the fuck? Why aren't you texting me back? You can just be like, hey, I'm putting my energy into other things right now and I don't appreciate what you say about me. All right. Have yeah. a good day. Simple as that. And then, and then maybe – and you know what? You are not obligated to her at all. But in a couple weeks, if you want to just like get coffee with her because you do want to – create some type of relationship, at least just distance yourself. You know, you don't have to be like, we're breaking up. We're over. Like, no, just say, hey, I'm putting my energy into other things. Like, I'll text you if I have time. And then if you want to get coffee with her at a later date and maybe talk about things in person, you can. But mm-hmm. you don't fucking – you're just not – value yourself, babe. Just value yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. I love it. Mm. Okay. To kind of wrap things up, I think – we need to talk about what we have going on business-wise. I know. We're talking about oh a lot gosh. of personal things. We've given some advice after we told you guys never to take advice from anyone else. And <laughs> now we need to share like what we have going on in our worlds. Yes. Take it away. Yes. Yes. Okay. So as all of – I'm assuming everyone – like everyone that's listening already follows me on Instagram. Uh, Jane Aveda one in case you don't, please go find me. Um, I also have a podcast called Lioness, and while Maddie and I are spending the winter together, I think we're going to make so much content together. It's going to be so much fun. Anyways, if you don't already follow me, please come and follow me. That's where I hang out is on my Instagram, and I'm in the middle of uh, launching my next round of Sanctuary right now, which is my- um, The best program ever. (laughs) Yeah. If you you want to get your shit together. If you don't want to get your shit together, Sanctuary is not for you. If you want to be in alignment and get your shit together, Sanctuary rocks my world. Really, though, like every once in a while on a call with Maddie, I'll be like, let's just look at the grounding chapter of Sanctuary. And Maddie will be like, oh, okay. And then by the end of it, she's like, oh, I realize what I need to do. And like, that's what I love about Sanctuary. It's using the wisdom of the chakras. It's using the the wisdom of energy healing and journeying through each chakra to actually get your life together. So I I couldn't live the life that I'm living now if I weren't in this incredible alignment. I couldn't trust in my decisions the way I do. I couldn't feel safe in the world the way that I do. I couldn't believe in myself the way that I do. I couldn't open my mind up to these possibilities the way that I do if I hadn't done this work. And I created this program during the pandemic because my business was all in person when the pandemic started and then that was all gone. And I, I myself was in such a deep, dark, just like everyone else, like, what the fuck am I doing with my life? This is so hard. And I went, Jane, you got to pick yourself up by the chakras, like start at the root, get grounded, activate your sacral, embody your solar plexus, open your heart. And the, the fun thing about this program is that this is where so much of my Buddhist teachings just start flooding out of me. Like, it all comes through um, because it's all very much aligned with Buddhist and Vedic wisdom. We learn so much about energy healing coming into full alignment. But the crazy thing about this program, you guys, like 
when I made it, I coded it with all of this energy, all of these frequencies. And what happens when you join the program is that things just start manifesting for you so fast because you Mm -hmm. get into alignment. Once your energy is in alignment, once things are clear and you're seeing what the limiting beliefs are, you're seeing what your blockages are and we're clearing them out. It is just wild to watch my students all of a sudden be like, oh my God, I just manifested everything within the hundred days of the program. Like, how did I do that? And Mm -hmm. I'm like, it's just the magic of the program. Also, when you have a sisterhood of people supporting you, like there's something so activating about being around women that are cheering you on, like that last ride in, like that's what you need is to be around women that are like, yeah, heal, go after it, do this shit, go after your dreams. So Sanctuary is going to be amazing. It's starting on October 17th. Um, and applications are obviously still open if you're listening to it before October 17th. Come and join us. I'll be in Mexico with Maddie running the program. So it's going to be so much fun to run the program from there because I'll be finally grounded. Mm-hmm. And actually today I just launched, I'm not sure what day this is coming out, but as of this week, I've launched a little masterclass called Awaken Your Vision. So basically it's my third eye masterclass and It's one of those classes that I know Maddie probably already knows what it entails because I can teach this over and over again. My students can take this class over and over again, and you're going to get something new out of it. You're going to get something new out of it. And the idea is, you know, I wonder if there are people who are listening who are like, damn, Jane and Maddie like have such a vision for their lives. Like I have such a vision for the way I want my life to look. Mm-hmm. And I've spent so much time going into that vision and crafting it so that the world can actually manifest it for me. Mm-hmm. So this masterclass, I'm going to teach you some really, really simple energy mastery techniques to get you feeling amazing the second you wake up. I'm going to teach you some really simple meditation visualizations that, again, are going to change your energy. We're going to do a little bit of journaling to really activate that highest vibe that you can get. And we're going to talk about opening the third eye. What does it mean to open the third eye? Why do we need to have an open third eye? And then we're going to get so deep into your vision. And I know that everyone that finishes this class, like they finish it and they're like, oh, it's all happening for me. Like they feel like they have been in it. They feel like everything is at their fingertips. And after that masterclass, you get to go after it. You get to go start making it happen. I think that this workshop, this third eye awakening of getting into your vision, for me, that's when my life started changing, was when I started actually visualizing what was coming my way, journaling about it, and then figuring out like, okay, what are the next three steps to get me Mm -hmm. there? So that's a free masterclass that's happening on October 4th, and it's going to be when I'm with Maddie in San Diego. So I'm really excited to hold that masterclass to kind of warm everybody up and get you prepared for sanctuary because then at the end of sanctuary we'll do it again and your vision will be different i guarantee your vision will be better it will be juicier it will be more expanded it will be deeper so i could i like i'm like gonna cut myself off because i could talk about how much i love this master class for another hour but i mean maddie's done this work with me for years now like you know it you know how fun it is mm-hmm. yeah i love everything that jane creates and yeah, it's going to be so fun to create some stuff together. We've already created one thing together. And yeah, Jane just brings such a special energy to to energy work and everything. And yeah, she's just absolutely amazing. And Sanctuary has 
like already done so much for me and I need to go back through it again because I'm just now realizing me getting my apartment. That's some root mm. chakra shit. Yes. I think I need to move into yeah. Um, what's You're the next grounded. one? Sacral. You're so grounded. So the next is your sacral. And yeah. that's the crazy thing is like 50% of the work we're doing is actually grounding. Like yeah. you're so grounded right now because you're in a home and you have a safe space. I'm so grounded right now because I feel deeply cared for by my friends and my family. Yeah. Like my tribe is supporting me so deeply right now that I feel very grounded, even though I don't have a home. Mm-hmm. You're so grounded because you have a home, you're near your friends. And what most people don't realize is that like, we have to get grounded before we can get into our vision. Like if we're not grounded, yeah. you can't manifest anything. anything. Yeah. So yeah, now, lesson right now. Yeah. Now that you've gotten so grounded, Maddie, we get to move up into the sacral, which is activating your sexuality, activating your creativity, really tuning into your relationships. Like are the relationships around you really empowering you? Are you living in your highest authority? Are you sexually expressing yourself? All like the sacral is, I'm actually probably going to launch a program next year that's all about the sacral because whenever I do that lecture, I'm like, I'm going to go for six hours. Okay. (laughs) I have so much to say. But yeah, that's the beauty of this program. Like I've had two girls already, Maddie, who did the last round with me that without without even a second thought, signed up for the next round. They just did it, you guys. They just finished it. They're already ready to do it again because it doesn't end. It doesn't end. You get to go deeper. And now with all of this wisdom that I've gleaned over the summer, like I can't wait to reintroduce all of these teachings through the person that I am today. It's it's, mm-hmm. it's going to be amazing. It's going to be like a totally different experience now that like totally you're different. on a totally another level. Yeah. Yep. New Jane, whole new vibe, whole new brand. Yeah. I don't know if you guys haven't noticed. Yeah. <laughs> it feels so good. Thank you for sharing all of that. I'm yeah, I'm obsessed. And you guys, I'll leave all of Jane's links in the show notes for Awaken, for Sanctuary, for her Instagram. <laughs> For everything. And for fruition. Like, can we talk about fruition? Is that next? Yeah, we can talk about fruition. Um, I mean, we can talk about it, but it's closed, doors, isn't it? Doors are closed. Oh yeah. Yeah, I'm like, oh sorry guys. Yeah. <laughs> I just have the beautiful woman already coming and I'll probably share a lot more about yeah. it once the experience is complete. But yeah, it's gonna yeah. be it's gonna be Amazing. So we'll share a lot about that on our stories, but I'll just mention about my work really quickly before we hop off. That yeah, what's um, up with you, Mads? Yeah, I'm releasing. Well, so I'm about to start another round of Metamorphosis. So um, that will doors will be opening up super soon. But I'm launching a little something um, before then, and it's something I've never done before, and I'm fucking stoked about it. It's called how to get whatever the fuck you want. Yes. (laughs) It is – it's a three-day workshop. So, yeah. So it's going to be three days. Um, It's $11.11 to join and it is going to be – it's – they're master classes, but it's a three-day experience. Like we're going to have a whole community going – um, I'll probably do like a bonus Q&A. Like it's, it's going to be a whole experience. And how to get whatever the fuck you want is 
actually a lot about what we've been talking about in this episode. The first day is about letting go, letting go of what doesn't serve you, letting go of what you're settling for, letting go of what's not for you so that you can actually make space for what you want. Uh, And then day two is about assertiveness. So Mm. your language and psychology and your energy to like be assertive and to demand what you want like from others and from the universe and from yourself. Um, So like this very masculine energy and yeah, just all about that confidence. And then the third day is about magnetism and just being the bad bitch where you're you're in the law of assumption. You are assuming that you already have everything that you want and so that you are just creating your dreams effortlessly. So it's, yeah, it's going to be really, really powerful. I can't fucking wait. I'll leave the link um, in the show notes as well. And like I said, it's only $11. You get to spend three days with me and have all the support in our community and uh, group chat support. And um, it's going to be a fucking blast. I'm so there. I'll be there. (laughs) Jade will be there. And, you know, just to kind of go with this theme about like that caller who called in and is like, how do I pick better friends? You know, I I remember being in a time in my life when just I didn't like the people around me. Like Maddie Mm -hmm. and I, we grew up in Salt Lake City. No shame, no hate on anyone from there. But like I was having the hardest time finding friends who just like saw the world the way that I did. Mm -hmm. And like wanted to wake up early and meditate and journal and like want to go on a retreat with me or who like want to meet up in London to just run around and be wild for a weekend and putting yourself into these containers. Like I, I don't turn down any opportunity to be in a container with Maddie. I just don't. Mm -hmm. And so I just want you guys who are listening to like, ask yourself, where am I getting, giving myself these opportunities to be surrounded by these amazing people? This is how you make better friends is like opening up to connecting with amazing people. Exactly. You have to ask, where are you finding your friends? Are you finding them in the club or are you finding them in sanctuary? <laughs> yeah. 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 Or at fruition. Like yeah. that's where you meet dope ass high vibe people that are going to cheer you on, that are going to be your best friends. And yeah. that's what Matt, Maddie and I are here to cultivate that community. So we're glad you yeah. found us. <laughs> yeah. We, I only have internet friends because that's how I find the most, the friends yeah. that are the most in alignment. And guess what? You come together in real life. Me and Jane are about to fucking live together in Mexico. Yeah. And yeah. We have been internet friends. We've we've seen each other in person maybe what twice, two or three times. I would three say times. a handful. I mean, one on one dates, just you and I. We haven't gotten to do that as often. No. Yeah, maybe like three times we've hung out one on one. But Not I will fly even. to wherever yeah. you are, and that's the joy. Like I will fly yeah. to see my friends. Yeah. That's how that's how good my friends are when I don't settle. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> It's so yeah, fun. I can't wait to live with you. We're going to have the best winter, babe. Yeah, we're going to have the best time. Oh, well, I'm so grateful for you. I'm so glad we got to, yeah, just catch up and talk about all the lessons yes. that have been coming through for us and share about all the exciting things we have going on. And like I said, you guys, all the links that we've talked about um, or all the, the links for the things that we've talked about will be in the show notes. And yeah, I'm going to release this episode very quickly. I'm going to do a quick little turnaround and get this out to you guys so you guys can sign up for Awaken and uh, sign up for my um, web, my workshop. And yeah, we just can't wait to have you guys in our space and see you guys on Zoom and all the things. So we love you guys so, so, so much. Thank you for being here, Jane. 
Thank you for being the amazing human being that you are, Maddie. You make the world such a better place. And thanks for being such an amazing friend. I'm so lucky to have you. Thank you for being such an amazing friend. I'm literally so grateful. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm grateful for all of you guys listening. We love you so, so, so much. I hope everyone has a beautiful week this week. And I'll catch you guys in the next episode. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Breaking Butterfly podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, I would absolutely love if you left Breaking Butterfly a rating and a review. If you do leave a review to show my appreciation, please screenshot it and send it to maddie at maddiemaple.com and we will send you over my complete collection of resources for your evolution. This is filled with PDFs and eBooks, all of my free master classes, and a bunch of other resources to help you become your highest and most confident self. Also, to help further along your journey, don't forget to join our Breaking Butterfly community on Discord. The link is in the show notes, and so is the Breaking Butterfly hotline phone number. Remember to call in, ask your juiciest questions, ask for advice, and I will be supporting you guys on air on the Breaking Butterfly podcast. Thank you guys so much for being here with me week after week, and I will catch up with you guys in the next episode. Bye.